Welcome to New Sound Church's weekly podcast. We are a church located in Palm Beach County, Florida, and we are so glad that you're listening to this week's message from our pastor, Pastor Josh Mani. For more information about New Sound Church, you can visit our website at www.newsound.church and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, man, New Sound, I'm so thankful that you're checking us out. And um, just a couple of things, you know, little maybe orders of business uh, before we get into God's word. You may be wondering right now, okay, you know, Pastor, how do we get connected and what what what's next for us? I mean, what does this mean? I mean, because I'm we're we're kind of in the middle of of this whole deal. But really, you know, to be honest, everything that I'm looking at, it looks like we're probably at the very beginning of a lot of it. And um, and so, I mean, some of you parents right now, you're like in full on panic mode because like they just told you you got your kids by yourself for another month, and um, and you just really realize that you love your kids on Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday through Friday, there this is a lot. It's a whole lot, and you love them and stuff. But and so you know, we were praying about. It. I've got four. I've got four kids, you know, and and um and it's a lot, and they're little, and so so I just we we're really praying as a team. Like, what can we do for our church? Because if there are, if we are going to be stuck at home for a little while, um, what can we do? And so, man, we just made the investment. Um, and I'll be honest with you, we couldn't do it without your generosity. So just thank you. Thank you for your generosity. I say we made the investment. We actually chose how to steward yours. And um, what we were able to do is um, purchase a subscription for every single family in our church um, for a thing called Right Now Media, which is it's, uh, it's like Netflix for Jesus, okay? And um, so what you're able to do is, I mean, Bible studies, devotionals, movies for adults, but here's the great thing for kids too. And she so go, who, who's, who gets access to that? Is that like for, like, just serve team or whatever? That is for every person in the New Sound Church database. If New Sound Church is your home church, this is for you. And, um, and so how do you get it? Um, we sent you an email. Um, if you didn't get that email, uh, that means we don't have a good email address for you. So how do we fix that? Info at newsound.church info at newsound.church and you just send a very sweet email to some very sweet little girl that is managing that email address and you say could I please get on right now media and then she will very sweetly reply why yes my dear friend I would love for that to happen and then you will get that and then that'll happen and then you watch the movies you'll grow in Jesus we get on the other side of this thing you're gonna know answers to things you didn't know I've actually got a cool little section when you log in you're going to see uh, uh, my top picks. I've actually kind of already, you know, so you just kind of, you don't even have to start scrolling. You go, man, what's, what's some stuff that I could start on? I've already put some stuff on there. You can go straight to some of my favorite stuff from my pastor um, and then from some leaders and pastors that I love all over the country. And so um, we've provided that for you. Uh, and so um, we're just, we're, we're glad to do it. But again, we couldn't do it without your generosity. You're fantastic in that. And then um, how are we going to connect in this season? Well, um, you know, they're saying, hey, don't get connected. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, you know, I actually want us to move away from even the term social distancing. Um, that's kind of the new thing right now, you know, social distancing. That's why I got Jesse sitting over here. We've socially distanced ourselves. <laughs> And, you know, I got Isaac, we're good buddies, but he has to stay on that side of the keyboard, social distancing. But can I, can I just say that um, 
I think our problem in our country is we already were socially distanced. So I'm actually asking you not to socially distance. I'm just asking you to uh, distance yourself and maybe physically. So let's just do some physical distancing, but let's not socially distance ourselves. Um, let's actually commit even harder. So if you don't have some people that are checking on you, there's nothing that would make us happier than to be able to check on you. I want to pray for you. Um, we've actually, all of our staff have now made themselves available online. You can go online right now to newsound.church, head to our staff page, and go to every single staff member, click on the link under their uh, cute little picture, and, and you can schedule a time for a live video uh, call with that staff member where they will pray with you. So anything that you're going through, so, you know, it doesn't matter. We want to pray for you, myself included. So we want to be connected to you, and uh, we want to be praying for you, and so we love you, and, and so I wish that we could get together physically, and there will be a time for that. Um, but right now, I just want you to enjoy this time and, uh, and grow in. And that's actually really what I want to talk to you about today. So if you would allow me, I'd love to pray for you, and let's just spend a couple of minutes in the Word of God, and let's just see what He has to say to us uh, for today. Father, we love you and we thank you for today. God, we thank you. We're, we're actually making the choice as a church. We will not. We refuse to socially distance. Like, we're actually going to make the choice. We'll physically distance ourselves because we believe that's right and we're submitting to the authorities that are over us that know better. But God, what we're, we're actually doubling down on the idea of, of, of connecting socially. I've actually got time this week, God. We're, I'm going to call people I haven't called in a long time. I want to text some old friends that I haven't spoken to in a little bit. I'm going to check on them, and I'm going to see how they're growing in you. God, I thank you that we get to be here and that we get to do this. And so, God, will you bless this time and bless this word? And, God, while it may be delivered a little differently and a little bit different setup, you haven't changed a bit. We love you, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, um, Man, I'm so thankful, guys, just thankful for, for you and for our worship and just that you could be in my home, and that's really fun for me, and, and um, I don't want to do it forever um, because of Rosie. I don't know if you guys have met my, my, uh, little, my little three-year-old. We call her uh, Roro the Destroyer, and so we actually have to remove her from the home when we bring in all the expensive equipment um, because she likes to touch the buttons. Um, but we're, we're kind of in the middle of some stuff, really, you know. I mean, we're maybe on the front side of some trials. Um, uh, I know this is going to hit us in different ways. And, and so I just got to thinking about some things today. And, and um, if you're taking notes, I, th- it was this thought that kind of drove everything that I wanted to talk to you about. Trials don't prepare us for what's to come as much as they reveal what we've done with our lives up to this point. So we, we, we think of trials as, like, like as the test. No, um, trials aren't the test. Um, trials are the proof. It's, it's like um, the, the coronavirus has done nothing to you so far. I mean, let's be 100% honest. I mean, we're all healthy. I mean, even, you know, I mean, your family, your friends, they're not all coroned up. They're not laying up somewhere just... Like they're fine, and then the reality is, um, I mean, for for most people, even the people that do get it, it's that's not what's going to affect them. All the coronavirus has done is expose that we didn't prepare for it very well. Like it showed that we actually have no savings account. 
I was on a phone call with Senator uh, Tim Scott. He's a, he's a senator from South Carolina, and he said that uh, a new study says that somewhere uh, between 40 and 50% of Americans have less than $500 in their checking account. Um, so it would mean that regardless of how much money you make, it doesn't matter how much money you make, um, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Half of us are. Um, and we're probably because we're spending money we don't have on things we don't need to impress people we don't like. And so that's, that ought to like make us a little, little nervous. It, it didn't, it didn't, so it didn't, the coronavirus hadn't done anything. It just, it just put a flashlight on the fact that maybe we haven't been managing some things well. Um, the coronavirus hasn't done anything to our business. It just showed right now that we may be in a poor cash position. We've been over leveraged for too long again, you know, just making some decisions, making some deals that we didn't feel good about at the time, but we thought everything was always going to be up and to the right. And the coronavirus has not done anything to your marriage. It hasn't done anything to your marriage. Don't you put that evil on the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus hasn't done anything to your marriage. It just revealed that you guys don't know how to talk to each other because now you're quarantined inside the house and you don't have anything to talk about. Coronavirus hasn't done anything to your kids. It's just highlighted that you've gone too long letting them be the boss of the house, and now you don't like being in the home with them all the time. And it makes us ask, who's running it, us or them? Trials don't prepare us for what's to come as much as they reveal what we've done in our past to get ready up into that moment. So for some of us, though, it might might have found you ready to go. Little money in the savings account. It's fun to be around your kids. You actually like your spouse, and you've got it all together. And if that's you today, I would like you to email me at josh at newsound.church, and I would like you to be the new lead pastor of New Sound Church. So what does it reveal? And I, I, I just wanted to take some time today to talk about what this season could actually be for us. You know, it's, um, it's tough, you know, when, 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 when normal breaks. But what if, my, what, if, what if what God wants for you and for me in this season is to never go back to normal ever again? What if he's breaking normal in all of our lives because what he wants is a new normal? What if the normal that God wants for us is to spend less, save more, Be generous, live with compassion, talk to our spouse, turn off the TV, quit spending so much time going ball field to ball field and practice to practice and obligation to obligation and just go home and turn on a TV and turn it on to New Sound Church and worship and get a word from God and dive into everything that he has for us. What if the greatest trial of this generation might be having to stay at home for the next three weeks and do puzzles with your kids. It'd be hard for me to think that I'm going to get to stand with the martyrs when I go to Jesus and say, well, the hardest thing in my life was I had to play the game operation over and over and over. And I'm going to tell you guys, um, in, uh, in almost 38 years of existence, uh, I've never made it, I'm, that man's never made it out alive. 
In Matthew chapter 13, there is this idea of what it would take to produce some fruit. Um, and he starts the parable in this way. It's one you might be familiar with. He says, that same day, I'm in Matthew 13, verses 1 through 9 right now. That, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the lake. It's interesting. Jesus was always trying to get alone. We're, we feel punished by alone. Quarantine, uh, which is actually comes uh, actually from a Latin word that means 40. Just figure that out. That Jesus uh, went away for 40 days. He quarantined himself because he didn't see quarantine as a punishment. He didn't see 40 as a punishment. He saw it as an opportunity to be with his father. Um, he was always trying to quarantine himself. He was always trying to move into isolation. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it. And while all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables. And he said, a farmer went out to sow seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, so we don't have a seed problem, we got a dirt problem. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, and still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And he goes down in verse 18, and he says, all right, boys, you're not getting it. So let me explain to you what I'm talking about. He said, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So, a couple of thoughts. First, never forget this, and this is why I want you to understand the power that you have. The power's in the seed, not the sower. Uh, a lot of times we like to make it about preachers, which is why when the church gets scattered the way that it is, well now, how are we going to get people saved, Pastor? Because, I mean, the reality is, like, I mean, I don't know how to get them saved. Like, I mean, I just get them to church, and then you make them laugh, and then you get them crying, and I'm not really sure how you do that, because sometimes I'm laughing, and sometimes I'm crying, and then sometimes I'm laugh crying. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, you just, there's Jesus, and, and then they just say yes, and then they walk out, and they're crying, and I'm crying, and it's tissues and snot for everybody. But the power's in the seed, not the sower. But then the second thing you have to understand is what you put that seed in 
will determine the fruit that you get to produce. And a lot of times what we end up doing is we put a lot of emphasis in the seed. See, this generation's all about the seed. That's why we got... Um, we have access to more information now than any other point in the history of Christianity. I mean, everybody that you know, you can get on it. You can get on even right now media. We talked about it earlier. You can get on there. You can watch sermons for hours, hours and hours and hours. You could start playing sermons right now and never take a break from a sermon message until you died. There is all kinds of seed. But you thought that the power was in the sower instead of the seed. And so you've even actually removed the, the potential in your own mind to throw out great seed yourself because you don't think you're worthy to be a scatterer of seed. And then, and then, then what we don't understand is what the seed gets dropped into actually has a lot of value. So the blessing of God is, is this. This is how this works. There's, 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 there's four seeds here, and let's talk about it. First, there's seed on the path. That might actually be you. The seed didn't die because it was bad seed. The seed died because it was exposed too early. And for some of us, you need to understand like that anybody that would ever desire a microphone or leadership in the local church, understand platforms cannot build you. They can only expose you. And if you feel like you haven't gotten promoted yet, if you feel like you're still being hidden, it's because God is a good, good father and he knows that exposure in this season will take you out, not promote you. And so we don't want to get exposed too early. But then number two, there's seed on the rock. Seed on the rock is this. That's the byproduct of weekend services and no relationships. So immediately, like I spring up, he said immediately, like, man, that thing takes hold really quick. And it actually starts to produce. But because your entire experience of the local church is either on a video online or, um, or it's uh, just a weekend experience that we go to, so I'm just a face in a crowd with no relationship. He said it doesn't really matter how great those single moments are um, because you've got all these rocks on your path and you're getting out, and, and those rocks for us are, they're called Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And because that's the only, that's, that's, that's all these rocks that you got to get through every day, and you don't have people in your life to help encourage you along the way. He said, you're going to spring up, and it's going to be great. How many times have you seen it? I see people coming to church, and they're like, Pastor, that was the greatest work in the history of the world. I've cried. I want to join this church, and I'm going to go to this church forever. And I'm going to name my baby, first baby new, second baby sound. And every time I need something, I'll say, new sound, come here to mama. And they're going, I'm going to raise them up, and I will dedicate them to the Lord, and they will serve you all the days of their life in Jesus' name. And I mean that, and I will never change. I will never waver, Pastor. You can count on me. Here's my house. Here's the deed to my house and my car. And you can have everything. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, where's so-and-so? They're like, I don't know, man. She just got like had some things going on and just got a little busy, I guess. And, and it's because she understood the power. She thought, one, she thought all the power was in the sower instead of the seed that was now in her. And then and so she put a lot more stock in me than she probably should have. And then, and then, um, and then she didn't have any relationships to get her through all the rocks of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Man, I want to encourage you. You can be in relationships. You, need, you can even do it now. Man, get in a Facebook group. I mean, text somebody. Reach out to the church. You go, I don't think anybody wants to be in a relationship with me. There's nothing. If you don't think anybody, I will, I will do a Zoom call with you my own self. 
you're going to find out that I'm not that interesting to talk to because if I haven't written it down yet, I don't really know what to say. (laughs) But I would love for you to understand how important I think relationships really are. Number three, the seed and the thorns, okay, is the byproduct of weekend services or TV preaching, look at this, and bad relationships. Okay, so it's not just enough to, like, find relationships. You actually got to find some good ones. And there are some people in your life right now that God has quarantined you from to save your life. They're like, hey, girl, let's go to the clubs. Clubs ain't open. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, let's go down to Applebee's. It's happy hour. First off, nobody should be going to Applebee's at happy hour. Second, um, you need some friends that are trying to get you to go to a freedom group. Like, you need some friends that are like, come over, let's go do an outreach project. So the problem is the reason that this thing gets choked out in you isn't because you don't have relationships. It's because you got a bunch of relationships pulling you into yesterday and not into tomorrow. And I'm done, I'm done with my yesterday. God, God, you had yesterday. I gave it over to you, and I'm only concerned with tomorrow because that's all you care about in my life. And so, number four, then we know then we got seed in the soil. We got seed in the soil. It was, the seed was grounded and surrounded. You need to get grounded and surrounded. If you don't have somebody in your life that can call you out on your dumb idea, um, it's time to get some people in your life that are ready to call you out. I got some people in my life that love me so much, they're actually willing to tell me when I'm being stupid. My staff, they know this one thing about me. I will, let, I will not let them be stupid for longer than 13 seconds. I see the stupid, I feel the stupid, and I go speak to the stupid immediately because I love them with my whole heart, and I want them to understand that like, never getting corrected isn't me loving them. Proverbs 12.1 says, he who loves discipline, which is a correction, a rebuke, a confrontation, he who loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. You don't want to be stupid. So the seed was grounded and surrounded. And I think that a lot of times we like to be isolated and floating around. You can't plant me, Pastor, because I just got to go. I go to this church on Wednesday night and this church on Thursday night. Then I serve at this place on Saturday morning. And then I pop by New Sound to get me a word. You can do that, but I'm telling you, you've put yourself back into the seed on the rock. And you don't have any grounded relationships. And it feels... it. It has the illusion of being planted without any of the, without any of the hassle of submission. You know what submission actually is in the church, guys? Submission's only submission when you disagree. We're like, Pastor, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. I'm submitted. I love this church. This is my people. We're like, oh, I didn't like what he just said. We go to Life Church now. <laughs> hey, nothing gets Life Church. I love Life Church. We're good. They're good people. Groeschel, he, uh, he's smaller than me, but he's, he's a good guy. So there's something that's interesting in the development of the seed. We talk a lot in the church about the light because Jesus spoke to the idea of being the light of the world. But that's one verse in the whole Bible, and when you look at Jesus' whole life, he didn't grow in the light. He, he, he chose to shine in the light, but he grew in the dark. 
He always pulled himself away from the crowd, away from the spotlight, away from the shine, because he knew that's where development actually happened. He knew that's where growth really happened. It was when he got alone and quarantined. The 40 days in the wilderness, God, he understood that that's where you're going to build me. Have you ever thought about the process of developing film? So you got to take the photo. Now, this is the development process isn't necessary if it didn't start with a good product. Now, let me tell you something about what God thinks about you. You are not a faulty picture in the eyes of God. In fact, if my God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. He's crazy about you. So you got to, we are the photo. We are the photo. But this is the process of, of bringing that thing to life. You got to place it in a canister. You got to quarantine that photo. You got to separate it from everything else. You're going to fill it with a solution, okay? Man, for us, we're praying that that solution's a little Holy Ghost, okay? But then it doesn't work if you just fill it with the solution. If you've ever developed a photo, and I have done it this way, you have to fill it with a solution, and now you have to agitate it. Okay, because, you know, the thing about being quarantined, it would actually be super easy and holy if it was just you and the Holy Ghost. But we're going to do it with your kids and your spouse and your mom-in-law that was only supposed to be here for a couple of weeks. And now Delta said she can't go home. <laughs> a little... A little solution, hey, but a little agitation. You got to have a little agitation. And so when you initially begin to grow, you'll know if you're in the process of growing, if there's a little agitation. Because comfortable never agitates. Comfortable never rubs. It's agitation. It takes a little bit of friction. Um, but let me tell you something. Um, if you don't headbutt the devil every now and then, it's probably because you're running in the same direction. So a little agitation is actually okay for me. You're going to get shaken up. It's important in this early phase. In fact, it's critical in the early phase of development that this, that this thing, that you, that this photo does not get exposed. If it gets exposed now, it's ruined. It cannot be exposed in the point where the solution, where the Holy Ghost is on it and agitation is coming. It's not, that's not the time for the platform. That's not for time, the time for exposure. Then, you know what you got to do? That thing's got to get washed. The so, a soap bath is the next step. And I think for some of you, and if you're watching this, I want to tell you, I think probably for some of you, a soap bath is next. And what does that look like in the physical I believe that that looks like the step of water baptism. I think it's time for some of us to actually make the statement that I am not who I was. And you say, well, pastor, how am I going to do that? We're in quarantine. You got a bathtub? You got a swimming pool? Are you waiting on a pastor? You go in your bathtub and you fill it up to the top with your babies and you bring your husband in there. You bring your family in there and you let him baptize you. And then you get out and then you dunk his butt. Now, girl, bring him up. Bring him back up. You got a swimming pool? Go outside. You got a hot tub? Do it in the hot tub. Like, you don't need a pastor. Not one place in Scripture does it say that you need a pastor to come do it. It just says to do it in front of somebody because this is an outward expression of an inward decision. You can do it. And what would it look like right now at New Sound Church all over Palm Beach County for us to get reports of hundreds of baptisms? Do it right now. In fact, I give you permission. You can stop the video if you want. 
and you go get baptized. Or maybe wait till we get done. We'll do a couple of worship songs, and then you, all, you and your whole family head straight to the pool. You say, how, Pastor, how will I know if my kids are ready to get baptized? If they can explain to you what Jesus has done for them. You say, why are you getting baptized? You know they're not ready if they say, because he's going to wash my sins away. He's not washing your sins away. You, no physical act that you're going to do is washing the sins off of you. Jesus did that on Calvary, and he did it forever when he got back up. But when I go to get baptized, I'm letting my family know. I'm letting the world know. I'm letting my friends know. Devil, you can't have me anymore. I'm stepping out. So if your, friend, if your child can look at you and say that Jesus lived a perfect life, he went to the cross, and he paid for the mistakes that I made and will continue to make, and he didn't just die for me, but he got back up to pay for those sins forever. And I'm giving my life to him forever. And he's the only one I'll serve in Jesus' name. I don't care if your kid's 4 or 40. It's time to dunk them. What would it look like for a little soap bath to be happening as this thing is getting developed all over Palm Beach County? And then this step is necessary, and it prevents us to going back. You got to pour a fixer on it. There's one, you got to pour this fixture, and it sets it so that it can never go back to what it was. And that's the public confession of your faith. That's the fixer. You say, listen, I'm not, I can't live the life I was living. I'm not going to make the decisions I was making. I'm going, I'm, I'm never going back to that in Jesus' name. And now it's got to be hung up to dry. And when the light finally hits it, it'll be exposed. And if the original thing, you, me, was good, and I believe it is, you are not an accident, and you are not a faulty product. And there was not something else that God needed to add to you that he forgot. He thinks you're fantastic. When we come out, we're going to be beautiful. And I believe that that's what God wants to do in this season of quarantine, of, of isolation. It's not isolation from the Father. And it's not isolation from family. And we're not saying social distancing. We're not going to distance socially one bit. We may distance our bodies. We may take some steps away from each other physically. But man, we're not going to distance socially. Because we know right now in this season, God needs us uh, to be uh, uh, pouring into each other and loving on each other. And let me tell you why it all matters. Because to stand strong in public, you are going to have to learn to stand still in private. God, for everything you have for New Sound coming up, for everything you have for me and for my family, for everything you have for every person listening to this today, God, what we confess today that we need to know how to do is how to be still in you so that we can stand firm for them. I think we do good at doing it the exact opposite way. We are really good at being great in public and looking really lousy in private, but I need you to know that the quarantine is about the seed going into the soil, that God, God needs to cover that up right now. I don't know if this lasts for a month or for two or for three, but I am not begging him to remove me from the thing uh, before I'm ready. I'm begging that when I come out of this season, I'm fully developed. That doesn't mean we're done at the end of the quarantine, but that means for this next season, God, whatever you want to do in me, I'm ready. In the dark, 
the film gets developed. In the dark, seeds take root. And in the dark, church, we will grow. You thought it was about coming together in a high school auditorium with hundreds of people all doing this together, but that's not what God's going to do in this season. In the dark, we will grow. And in isolation, when you get up in the morning, you can make the choice. I don't have work to be at today. I can spend the next eight hours watching Netflix or God, I can get up and I can dive into your word. I have more time to do that now than I've ever had before in my life. In the dark, we will grow. You know what, New Sound? We don't get to be New Sound in the auditorium right now. We New Sound underground, baby. We New Sound underground. And what that means for us is we are going to lean in to growing in the places that nobody sees. Because I'm going to learn to stand firm with just me and with Jesus. I'll let you agitate me, God. I'll let you stir me up in your presence. God, I'm okay with a good soap bath. Wash over me, King Jesus. And when I step out, be the kind of man and be the kind of woman that when the quarantine is lifted, when the doors are unlocked, when I get to go back out into the world again, be the church that makes the devil think, oh my God, they're out. In the dark, we will grow. So many seasons we like being on the path and so many seasons we like to talk about the fruit. I'm thankful for a God that lets, that lets things that he cares about grow in the dark. You know, grow, you want to grow some ragweed? Wait a week. Want to grow an oak tree? Wait a generation. God, I trust your timing. And I trust you in the dark. Church, we're not scared of the dark. We're new sound underground. That's where we grow best. The rest of the world's looking for exposure. And God, I'm looking for a place to turn off the lights and just be with you. And in that, Jesus will be made famous. In 2 Chronicles, it speaks to the idea that if God's people would humble themselves, seek his face and pray, that God would heal the land. I think he wants to do it. And I think he wants to use us so God, I will, not be a, I will not be scared of the dark. I do not resent the season that I'm in. God, because I know you have something for each one of us in this season. So I will not look at it with resentment or fear. But God, I'm going to lift up my prayers in the way that Jesus taught us to do it a long time ago. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're worthy of praise. 
my life should look like a thank you letter, but sometimes, God, I feel like I only come to you asking for things that I need. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then, God, give us this day our daily bread. We trust you in this season. You are the provider, and we choose to trust in the provider over the provision. Forgive us, God, because you're so faithful to do that. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, God. Heal our lands. For some of you today, you walked away from God a long time ago because you resented the dark. You thought he'd forgotten about you because you believed him to be slow on a promise. He's not being slow. He does things that we don't always understand in ways and in timing that we can't always figure out, but I want you to hear me say that he loves you. And it's time to come back to the Father. And for some of you watching this right now, if you're honest, you've never truly given your life over to him. Now look, I mean, we've played church. Gosh, I grew up in the South. We all knew how to play church. We all knew how to say Christian stuff. How's it going? Oh, pastor. (laughs) I'm too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. (laughs) I'm like, your kids look all nasty. You fought with your wife all morning. The first time somebody asked you, how you doing? All we can think to do is lie. What if today was the day that as a family we actually made the decision to stop acting like Christians and actually be one? You know what actually is on the other side of that? Instead of all the things that you thought that this was about, the list of things you don't get to do anymore, it's the list of power you have access to that you didn't have access to before. And if you're gonna continue to play at Christianity instead of fully leaning into the blessing, you're getting all of the religion and none of the relationship, all of the rules and none of the power. So God, today I I give you my life. Fully surrendered over to you. Not just praying for a savior church, but acknowledging that he has the right to be Lord in my life. And that God, today I will choose to worship you. It's real simple. You know, normally in church I say, I'm not gonna bring you down front. I'm not gonna... Whisk you off to some double top secret prayer room. Well, I really can't do it today. (laughs) But what I can do is right there, wherever you're sitting, wherever God would have you right now in this moment, say, Jesus, today I give my life to you. Change me. I'm not scared of the dark, God, because I know you do some of your best work in the places that no one else sees. God, we thank you for today. I thank you for this word. I thank you for the dark. God, I thank you for the things that nobody sees, and I thank you for, God, the, uh, the hidden places. God, I thank you that like a film, that there's a process that we need to go through. But God, I believe that you're gonna use all of this to change all of us 
God, I just declare today in Jesus' name that there are going to be hundreds of baptisms all over Palm Beach County. Stories and stories and stories of whole families that went to bathtubs and hot tubs and swimming pools and neighbors' houses just to declare, Jesus, you have changed us and we do not fear the dark. God, we love it because we know you do some of your best work in the places that nobody else sees. God, we will be the seed in good soil. In the dark, we will grow. Underground is not a punishment. It's an opportunity to hear from you and let you do what only you can do. But church, right there, if you've never given Jesus your life, it's this simple. Just pray it right there. I acknowledge the sin in my life, God. Jesus, I believe that you died for me so that we could live for you. And today, in the best way I know how, I commit my life to you. Be my Lord and my Savior. We love you. And we thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, church, right there as you're watching us online, if that's you today, do you know that there's a lot of ways that you can now let us know what God is doing and will continue to do in your life? And that we would want nothing more in this world right now than to get to celebrate with you? For some of you today, you just prayed, Jesus, today I give you my life. Or maybe right there with your kids, they prayed that prayer. Online, there's an act, there, you actually have the ability to let us know that that's what God has done in your life. If you want to get connected, there's actually a, a QR code right now on your screen. And it's really simple. I think it's like the coolest thing on the planet. You just got to hold your phone up, turn your camera on, Okay, so Gam Gam, you can do this. It's like super easy. You hold your phone up, you just, that QR code, and that's gonna take you right where you need to go so that you can fill out a connection card. Let us know what God's doing in your life. Isn't that neat? Technology. You can't figure that out. We didn't have that. You think Apostle Paul, think what Apostle Paul would have done if he had a QR code. Think about that. Hmm. For some of you today, you, you actually uh, are prepared to maybe return the tithe or give an offering. And I want you to know, um, because of your generosity, I know we're going to weather this storm just fine. I'm not worried about that. I also know that for some of you, this is a hard time. Like uh, Jobs are maybe at risk for you. There's, there's things going on in your life. But I think now's the perfect time for the church to be the church. So can I say as your pastor, feel no obligation to give. If you're in a tough spot, in fact, all I'd really pray for is for you to maybe reach out to us and let us know. Maybe for some of you, if you are really secure in how you are, maybe now's the time um, to step up and maybe do something extra beyond what you might normally do so that we can distribute that to some people that are hurting right now. I think it's a cool, this is just a really cool time for the church to take care of the church and then be strong and in a position that when they turn the lights back on, when they turn the lights back on and we get to go back out in the world, we're ready to take care of it because it's going to need us. I'm so thankful for you and for, uh, for the opportunity to get to worship with you in this way. I'd love it um, if you'd let me pray for you as maybe even right now you are making the decision to give or and you're doing that online or using our text to give feature or whatever you want to do. Um, or maybe for some of you today, now it's just an opportunity for you to pray and seal that decision in your heart. 
And then we'll do a couple of more songs of worship. I'd love for you to stick around with us and worship with us for just a couple of more minutes. And then uh, you get about your day. I don't know why you wouldn't stick around for a couple more minutes. You ain't got no place else to go. (laughs) I'm proud of you, church, and I love you, and I'm thankful for the dark. God's going to do big things in and through you. Let's pray. God, we love you, and I thank you for every decision made today. God, for every connection card that's getting filled out right now, for every person that's putting their hand in the air and saying, Jesus, I gave my life to you, and I'm proud I did. God, maybe for some of us um, in here, we're making the decision, maybe even for the very first time, to trust you with our finances. And God, it's a bold step for us right now because we don't know how all this is going to play out. God, I thank you that right now this is an opportunity for the church Uh, to do its best work. And so, God, I thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you for every life that you've touched. It is a privilege to worship you. We're going to get to do that now. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message from Pastor Josh Monty. If your life has been impacted by today's message, we would love for you to share your story with us by emailing story at newsound.church. Join us again next week for another inspirational message from New Sound Church.